Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode 37, Catholicism, part two. Last time we talked about who is God and what Catholics believe. Pulled up stuff directly from the Vatican. Basically on the doctrine of God, the Catholic Church says one thing, that there is one God, while simultaneously worshiping two other gods of their own making, the Catholic Church itself and Mary. So you'll hear them refer to themselves as the Holy Catholic Church. So holy, meaning without sin, so therefore a God. Because they get that wrong, they also get the doctrine of salvation wrong and teach that works, the seven sacraments administered by the church, are part of salvation. And that salvation is not only through Jesus, but also a work of Mary, who they claim is the mother of all, who participates in bringing us all to salvation. So it's not Jesus alone. Now, the conclusion of all that was because they quote the correct scriptures about who God is and that he is the only way to salvation, even though they say those other things, it is quite possible that many Catholics who hear the scriptures can become believers in Jesus Christ, despite the other false doctrines of the church. So when I say that Catholicism is wrong and Catholicism is twists the Bible and lies to people about things. That is not to say that all Catholics lie to people and are not believers. So today we're going to talk about, can we really know God? Can we really understand the Bible according to the Catholic church? So what Catholics believe is that God can be understood. And these come directly from the Vatican. I'm quoting them directly. It says, The church teaches that the one true God, our creator and Lord, can be known with certainty from his works by the natural light of human reason. And that's absolutely true. God gave us that ability. Now, in Article 2, they say the transmission of divine revelation is that church traditions are just as important as the Bible in line 97 and I'm going by line numbers here because I got it from the Vatican website. So I'm, I'm not sure what book they use, but they itemize it on their website based on line number. Okay. So line number 97 says sacred tradition and the sacred scripture make up a single sacred deposit of the word of God. So therefore they say the word of God, when they say they believe the word of God, what the Catholic church is saying is are traditions. They're not actually saying just the word of God. And then they continue this tradition, which comes from the apostles develop in the church. And then they say with the help of the Holy spirit, for there is a growth in the understanding of the realities and the words which have been handed down. This happens through the contemplation and study made by believers through a penetrating understanding of the spiritual realities, which they experience. So experiences of the leaders of the church, their spiritual realities. All right. So it's very ambiguous. They're saying anything that leaders of the church come to an understanding of through their personal experience is going to be their new sacred traditions, their doctrines. So they can't itemize all of their traditions because they may come up with new ones. They may make new stuff that is going to then be the word of God. All right. And they continue and through the preaching of those who have received through Episcopal secession the sure gift of truth. For as the centuries succeed one another, the church constantly moves forward toward the fullness of divine truth. So we don't have the fullness of the word of God yet, is what the Catholic Church is teaching. 
And then they continue here until the words of God reach their complete fulfillment in her, in the church. So it is the church. It is the growth of the church through the centuries that will eventually become a fullness of the word of God. So the word of God, they say, is really not the word of God. You don't have it all. Wait until the church gets it and they don't have it all yet. So they won't know it all until they get complete fulfillment through the, some ethereal spiritual realities that they experience as the Pope and the bishops and the priests. All right. And they continue and they continue here. Consequently, it is not from sacred scripture alone that the church draws her certainty about everything which has been revealed. Therefore, both sacred tradition and sacred scripture are to be accepted and venerated with the same sense of loyalty and reverence. The sacred tradition of man and the church are to be accepted and venerated the same as the word of God. So man and the institution that man has established and the new traditions that we come up with over time are the same as God. They get this idea of traditions from 2 Thessalonians 2.15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. What you need to understand is this is not oral tradition. The word for tradition is actually paradosis, which is precept. A precept is a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. So what Paul was saying here is that the precepts described in their letters, the canon of scripture that they had not completed yet, they were still writing scripture, is what needs to be taught. They weren't saying some ethereal traditions that nobody knows yet and we're going to secretly pass it down to the Pope. That is not what it says here. So these doctrines and duties were taught by the inspired apostles and we have to steadfastly adhere to those because they came directly from Jesus Christ. We do not have evidence of a single thing that needs to be learned by the saints, the, the Christians, the believers in Jesus Christ, that is not contained in the scriptures. There is no evidence of anything hidden that they just didn't tell us because they're only passing it down to the, to the next pope. That is not what the apostles taught. Now, they also teach, the Catholics teach, that only the leadership of the church can be trusted to understand and interpret what the Bible means. So, again, line 98 here. The church, in her doctrine, life, and worship, perpetuates and transmits to every generation all that she herself is, all that she believes. Line 100. The task of interpreting the word of God authentically has been entrusted solely to the magisterium of the church, that is, to the pope and to the bishops in communion with him. That is straight from the Vatican to interpret the word of God authentically, only the magisterium of the church, that is the Pope and the bishops, can do it. You peasants who sit out there in the congregation and listen are not able to interpret the word of God. They also teach in order to fully know God or be saved and get to heaven, you need more than just Jesus. So here's what the Vatican says. It is clear, therefore, that sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the teaching authority of the church in accord with God's most wise design are so linked and joined together that one cannot stand without the others. So they say that when a new Pope comes up with a new tradition, 
through the centuries, through design and study of the scriptures and the Holy Spirit and such, when they come up with a tradition that the church now teaches that Jesus Christ, God, the scriptures, was not able to stand without that tradition, that God needs them and their traditions. That's literally what it says. Sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the teaching authority of the church are linked and joined together so that one cannot stand without the other. God can't stand without their their traditions that they haven't even discovered yet. And then continuing, they say, and that all together and each in its own way under the action of the one Holy Spirit contribute effectively to the salvation of souls. So you can't even get saved, according to the Catholic Church, without their teaching authority and their sacred traditions. Now, let's look at what the Bible actually says. Yes, they're right that God can be understood, but the Bible goes deeper and says to the extent of knowing God and getting salvation from hell and being in heaven with him for all of eternity. So John 3, 16, many other verses, right? But Psalm 19, 1 says to the chief musician, a Psalm of David, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. Even God's creation help us to understand God. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So God is infinite, we are finite. So by definition, we cannot understand a God, let alone the God that created the universe, right? So it seems contradictory. But look at John. John 17, starting in verse 1, said, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So Jesus Christ himself said that we can know God and Jesus Christ. And have eternal life. That's what he just said. Now in verse 4. I have glorified thee, God, on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self. With the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So Jesus Christ is equating himself to God. He says, I was there with you, God, before the world was ever formed. Okay. Verse 6. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. So the things that Jesus taught, he's saying, are directly from God. And these men of God, the twelve apostles and the other disciples that Jesus spoke to, were able to know those things about God when he taught them. So Jesus himself, I'm God, I'm teaching you these things. And these humans are able to understand. Verse 8. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. And they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. So we can know God because we can know Jesus. Because Jesus gave them God's word which now we have in the Bible. So, yes, the Bible backs that up, that we can know God. 
Now, the idea of the church traditions that the Catholic Church teaches is completely wrong. Church traditions are worthless if not backed specifically by Scripture. In Luke 11, 37 through 52, Jesus scoffed at the traditions of the Pharisees, saying that by their traditions and the burdens that those traditions put on the people, they were literally keeping people from finding God and getting to heaven. Look at verse 52. He said, this is Jesus directly. He said, Woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You entered not in yourselves. Even these people who are telling you how to get to heaven can't even get into heaven themselves. They don't even have the knowledge to do it, right? And then the last part of that verse says, And them that were entering in, you hindered. So people who came to their church to try and learn about God to get to heaven, these church leaders, by their traditions, are keeping people from getting into heaven. That's literally what Jesus said, and that is what the Catholic Church does. Keep in mind that nowhere in the Bible does it teach that traditions are holy or sanctified. The Bible teaches there are certain things that we must do. The precepts, the practices and belief that are taught, like the Last Supper and baptism, those things we must do, but they are not to save us. Neither Jesus nor his apostles taught that there's going to be traditions in the future that are not written in the word of God. So you just have to learn and believe what you're told by certain leaders. Jesus never said anything remotely like that. Neither did his disciples in Acts 17, 10 and 11. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These, those people in Berea, were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word from Paul and Silas with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Even the apostles of God said that you are more noble if you don't just believe us, but you search the scriptures to verify what we're telling you. The 12 apostles, which include Peter, and the Catholic Church really reveres Peter above all the others, teach that the scriptures are more important. So they're referring to the Old Testament scriptures. So when you read the New Testament that is written by these apostles, they're saying if it contradicts the Old Testament, then uh, you probably shouldn't believe us. Now, Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and to the Jews themselves that were listening to him, that they were wrong in their traditions because they didn't know the scriptures. He didn't say you were wrong because your traditions need adjusted, or you were wrong because, you know, the synagogues teach certain uh, precepts and, and, and certain rules and laws you must follow. No, 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 no. He said it's because you don't know the scriptures. So again, Jesus elevated scriptures above the teachings of the church. Matthew 22, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Jesus clearly taught, and his disciples, based on those verses and others, that the idea of solo scriptura, that means only the scripture has authority, not man, not traditions, not some church. To deny those Bible verses is to say that you don't believe the Bible, and yet that's what the Catholic Church does, and on the other side of their mouth, they say they believe the Bible. 
So the Catholic Church is full of these hypocritical teachings that result in what is called cognitive dissonance. It is the conflict of holding two opposing viewpoints at the same time. That is not logical. One of them is wrong. You cannot believe one thing that tells you that the other thing you believe is a lie. You, you just can't. It, it's, it's not from God. So 2 Timothy 3, 13 through 17 is key to this. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them. And that from a child you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That means the Bible can tell you what is right. That's doctrine. What is wrong to reprove you when you do something wrong. How to get right to correct you and get you back to the scriptures. And how to stay right. That's righteousness. Instruction in righteousness. So doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness is what we get from the Bible. That tells us what's right, what is wrong, how to get right, and how to stay right with God. Now verse 17 that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Perfect and thoroughly means you don't need something else. You only need the Bible. You don't need traditions. You don't need the church. You don't need a pope. You don't need a priest to pray to. You only need the Bible. Colossians 2, 6 through 9 says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men. That's a direct contradiction of the Catholic Church, saying that their traditions are equal to Scripture. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Again, the fullness of everything we need is in Jesus Christ. And we learn about him through the scriptures. Now we need to understand that that means anybody, any human can read, understand, and learn from the Bible without the church because we have the Holy Spirit. We don't need the Pope. We don't need the Bishop. We don't need a priest. Jesus did not establish a papacy or a pope in Peter or in anyone else. Luke 22, 24 through 27 says, And there was also a strife among them, the disciples, which of them should be accounted the greatest. And he, Jesus, said unto them, Right here, if they're saying who's the greatest, who are you going to build your church on? Who's the most important that we should listen to? Don't you think if there was supposed to be a pope built in Peter, that Jesus would have said it here when they asked him which one of us is the greatest? But no, Jesus didn't say that. Verse 25, And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But you shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief, as he that does serve. For whether is greater he that sits at meat or he that serves? is not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serves. So Jesus is saying against the traditions of men, 
what you think is great, you know, sitting on a throne, having a certain uniform, carrying a scepter, having people look to you as the voice of God, right? That would be great, right? But Jesus said, no, no, no. You must serve, be the lowliest, be the younger, be the smaller one. And that's the one that I view as chiefest among you. There is no Pope. There is no person who has greater authority than anyone else when it comes to the scriptures. All right. And then the Bible also teaches that each individual or newborn believer is a priest that can enter into the Holy of Holies that can meet with God. We don't need a priest to actually go to and confess our sins. First Peter two, two as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We are all individual priests when you believe in Jesus Christ. You don't need a priest. You don't need someone higher to go talk to. Now, it's great to have other people. It's great to build up your faith by those who are stronger and have been around longer and have learned more and have studied the scriptures. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. But you don't need them to be able to reach God, to be able to understand God, to come to a saving knowledge of God, to be able to understand the scriptures. Because believers have the Holy Spirit to reveal things to us. We don't need another human. John 16, 7 through 8 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Jesus is talking. For if I go not away, the Comforter, or the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And then verse 13, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit will tell you the things of God. Now, 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Because Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit to us in Acts, after he had gone back into heaven, when we become a believer, we have the Holy Spirit, and we are told to search the scriptures and study ourselves to learn about God. Acts 17, search the scriptures daily. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are to individually, as believers, study the word of God and rightly divide the word of truth. We don't need the church to rightly divide it for us. We can do it on our own. We do not need a priest to intercede for us. Jesus is the only way, not the church, not Mary, not traditions. There is no mediator except for Jesus. No spirit, nothing. 1 Timothy 2, 4 and 5, God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. 
He's the only way. John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So the conclusion is this. Can we know God? Catholics say yes, that's correct. But the Catholic way to know God through traditions and the teachings of church leaders is wrong. We can only know God through Jesus Christ and the authority that he has in the Bible. If personal spiritual experiences contradict the Bible, they are from the devil. Galatians 1, 6 through 8. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. So the gospel message is the grace of Christ, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. You can have a spiritual experience. You can have a feeling. And that's fine. That's between you and God. But if it contradicts the grace of Christ, the gospel message, the Bible, then you're wrong. Your feelings are wrong. It's coming from another angel, which could very well be a real angel that has fallen from heaven, which is a demon. So keep in mind that if humans attempt to make a tradition or a rule that is not from the Bible, then it's wrong. Matthew 15, 8, 9. This people draws nigh unto me with their mouth and honors me with their lips. The Catholic Church, right? But their heart is far from me. In vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So they say the scriptures, they honor God with their mouth, but they teach the doctrines and commandments of men, not the Bible. This is a direct repudiation to the Catholic Church right here in Matthew 15, 8 and 9. Jesus affirmed this, that the scriptures point to him, that Jesus is the only way. In John 5, 39 through 47, he said, search the scriptures. Bam, there you go, guys. The believers need to search the scriptures, okay? For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. The scriptures do. And you will not come to me that you might have life. I receive not honor from men. So he's saying they were not coming to Jesus Christ, okay? And then verse 42, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive, like maybe a pope, right? How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. So he's talking to the Pharisees and the the Jews who only trusted the Old Testament and did not believe that Jesus was the God of the Old Testament, okay? Verse 46, For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? So if you believe Moses, if you believe the Old Testament, it points to Jesus. If you don't believe Jesus then what you're saying is you don't believe the Old Testament. And there you have it. That's all there is to it, guys. Jesus is the only way. And if you choose to believe a single part of the Bible, you have to believe it all, all 66 books, the Old and the New Testament. The Bible is our only authority from God. Any human being, any institution that you meet in your life is not an authority greater than the Bible. The Bible is greater. Jesus is the only way. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you all.